This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, uh, Cedric S. Ben Sump AO torching the blindside blue paper once again, and that's the power and the passion in a packet there of the Sumpster camped in the bludging in the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. And in breaking news, our charity partners at the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, after much consideration at the highest level, the Knights have decided to bite the bullet and launch into racehorse syndication across Australia. The Knights syndication allows all Australians to own part of a horse but have all the fun and privileges of owning the whole lot, i.e. tickets to the Mountie Enclosure, tickets to the bevy, tickets to the drinks area, a couple of free bets thrown in, you know the gear, you know if your team's winning at half time you get the money back, all that sort of stuff. The reasoning at BKOB, that's the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava board level, is that if you are solving the problem why not cause the problem in the first place? That is, creating victims of the punt. Cut out the middleman who do bugger all except take a slice of the action. More on this in the coming weeks. If you are interested, get in touch with Barbwire Bob Basmati and he'll tip you into something that'll get your leg over in time for the spring carnival. More details in the coming Let me lick your lips in anticipation by wetting the appetite with two names, Rooting Queen... At last, Rooting Queen is, uh, well, overcome a lot of niggles and is back in training. And the big one, the one we're waiting for and have very big hopes for, Rooting Winks. Now, this is a horse that's been set for the slipper and the cup in the same year, a double that's never been done. The slipper obviously over the measured 1,200 metres, sprint for two-year-olds, then the horse will back up and have a crack at the cup over the uh, longer journey later in the year. Job keepers, job seekers, welcome to the bludging on the blind side and footy season 2020 for another blast of boot. Um, Baff's right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, mad footy freaks, the HD Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. Australia, keep your head up. Enough of that shoegazing. I don't like to see shoegazing. I think it's un-Australian. So get the head above the Adam's apple, if you don't mind. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Another week of rugby league nuance. And can I just um, point out that we will be giving out rugby league or rugby league nuance warnings uh, in the coming weeks because it does get a bit rocky, the nuance. Uh, look, obviously it was a big Watusi replay, Roosters v Raiders, and we're talking about the, uh, well, the referee, the elbow and the all instinct. I mean, that's nuance in a packet, isn't it? The referee, the elbow and the all instinct. I mean, how much more nuance can you handle in a game of rugby league? Uh, Sticky's happy clappers uh, ran out. Winners at the end, 24. The foul house studs, 20. That was the... 
tune in the big one, the uh, grand final replay. Now, MasterChef, very sad news this week when Callum was asked to take his hand out of the blender. It's just one sensation after another on that show. I mean, it's a knife and fork show, but they can't help but rub your nose in it every week. Uh, we're heading to the place no one wants to go to. And again, I was rubble, rubble, rubble. Dreams were shattered, crashed and torched. Week after week, shock after shock. No wonder everybody's down in the dumps. There's no good news coming out of MasterChef. It's just people on the blub looking at their shoes, wondering if they should stick their head up. Well, you can't. Not over yet. The murderer. The man with a hiding in plain sight with the fresh bloodstains all over the front of the trouser had his greatest achievement this week with the match of the living dead. You know he's got the game out of Victoria completely. I don't know if you've caught up with that. There's no football being played of any sort. This is AFL Australian rules football being played of any sort in Victoria. It's a triumph. The bloke has got Australian of the Year wrapped up for mine. Now... It was the match of the living dead last week when the Tigers took on the Swans. It's it's my understanding that the murderer has a dream not only of getting rid of football completely but to reduce scoring to one goal to each team as in a soccer score as in one all draw. That would be the murderer's dream. And he almost got that after four quarters of an action in the Richmond Tigers versus the Sydney Swans. These two great teams put on a great show, scores at the final hooter. Fighting Fury, 4-10-34. The Thunder from the Sky, 3-8-30-26. Lowest AFL score since 1996. And the Swans were aided by having two 50-metre penalties, which were dubious and best, to my way of thinking. So they could have gone in at final at the final hooter, 1-8. What a success that would have been. Uh, Post-hooter, incidentally, Tigers coach Dimmer bagged Swans coach Horse, saying he caused it, meaning Dimmer, caused it all, the low scores. I've never heard of that happen before, where the scones, uh, scones, when the, the uh, coaches in AFL blame each other for the poorness of the scores. Uh, people may know when this has happened, and if you do, get in touch with us on the text line 0467 uh, uh, but I've never heard of it happening before. I can't remember it when scones, scones, why do I say that all the time, where coaches uh, ba- uh, bag each other for the uh, results on the field. Now... Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the sodily backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. If you've got something and get in the queue for another handout, there's a dozen Krispy Kremes for everybody. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's unprecedented level of excitement. Australians, hold your head up as we get the blindside barge away from the wharf. We'll lock horns with a man who again pulled at late notice the blindside uh, powerhouse round table together once again, packing down round the laminex today. Uh, the powerhouse, the man of many feathers, wearing, wait for it, the pantaloons of plumage today. He's in the attractive pantaloons of plumage. It's NRL supremo Peter Volandis, Australia's newest rugby league sensation, Charlie the Underpants Staines, is pushing the tray mobile as we speak fresh from his four-trice uh, debut. Class A citizen Danny Minogue is spinning the lazy Susan, primed for a spray. And speaking of stars, Hollywood's Lindsay Lohan will lay up plans of what she'll do with a 400 million large from Sooty Morrison's handbag. Zooming in down the deep end at the drop table, at the drop end of the table, IOC heavyweight Dick Pound doing what he does best. 
That's right. Dick will be doing what he does best. And uh, no one does it better than Dick. He's the best in the business. And some of the topics the powerhouse will be tackling is uh, uh, the NRL bunker. Is it a dud? AFL boundary throw-ins. What is going on and when will they fix it? Channel 7's TV coverage is again questioned. But I ask, is BT having a golden winter? And Bruce's good call TB, uh, BT has never come out better. The man behind the blindside powerhouse roundtable is rampaging Roy Slavin, a man who, again, I can quote him when I use these words, is the best in the business and believes the next goal will be crucial. That's right, the next goal will be crucial. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky <coughs> dude. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, HG Nelson. And it, it, look, it's been a weird week, hasn't it? It has. Uh, weird. Everyone I've spoken to has just been, you know, Weirded gazing, out. as you say, at their shoes and uh, muttering weird. <sighs> just weird. I suppose it is weird. And uh, scones, you, you couldn't stop mentioning scones. Oh, no, I know, that I, was a weird glitch. Uh, we, I, see, weird. I know. <laughs> and I, I mean, wasn't looking at my shoes no, when I was weren't. saying it. You weren't. You weren't. I don't know what I was and trying to do either. Nor do I. <laughs> nor do I. Perhaps you were trying to suggest that coaches are scones. As opposed to donuts. Yeah. I was oh, trying to suggest exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah. it sort of makes sense in a weird sort of way. It's yeah. weird. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Scones. Scones. Yeah, look, I, I certainly hope scones bob up uh, with the um, Master Chef tomorrow night. That would be, you know, I'd love to see uh, Amelia, Laura, and Laura, I should say, and Reynold. Go head to head Go over head a scone. Go head to head with a quick batch. Give yeah. them ten minutes. And no fancy stuff. No fancy stuff. No just deal. scones. No. Yeah, no carrot no, grating. No, nothing. Zest. Just, just flour, a little bit of water, a little bit of milk. Done. That's it. And salt. That's it. Yeah. And see what Mel makes of that. Yeah. Try that, Mel. And sorry, sorry about introducing scones. No, no, no. no, no I don't mind scones. I, I <laughs> like scones. Just don't overwork them. That's my only advice. Don't overwork it. Uh, you know? Now, I begin with a quote this week, HG. I sometimes do begin with a quote. People are loving these quotes. I know they are. A, a lot of people set their week they do. based on your quotes. I know they do. Mm. And, uh, and again, I've reached into the thoughts of the great Harry Bath about Harry, HG, you know, five seasons of rugby league, five premierships, a mm. perfect record mm. uh, in between times. Of course, he played a, a lot in uh, the UK. So uh, I think he knows success, Harry Bath. Mm. So when I look at Harry's words, I take them very, very seriously. And this is Harry. Beware the big man who leaves the toilet. Right. With no hope in his heart. That's so true. Wow, isn't that... That's so true, <laughs> isn't it? Well, it needs unpacking, doesn't it? Well, hope I don't that, know. Hope that he'll be back for another visit. Well, I don't know. Oh, That's Harry. Hope, More questions in, than answers. Exactly. exactly. More questions than answers. That's one for the national conversation. It is. Though, isn't it? it and is. And the round table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What is uh, consistent, though, with Harry's observations is he liked to keep his eye on the toilet by the looks of things. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that. We all have to go there. It was a different time. Now, uh, an inept England uh, is brought back to earth by the West Indies. And isn't it good to see the West Indies back in the winner's list it's amazing. in England? I know. It hasn't happened for, well... A very long time. Oh, 20 years, I want to say. It's been a long time. Now, uh, <clears throat> speaking of cricket, New South Wales is presented with the Sheffield Shield for the 47th time. And there's talk, mm -hmm. well, they're beginning to dream 
of a dynasty. Now, I haven't heard the word dynasty in association with Sheffield Shield for a hell of a long time. Is this a good idea, though? Well, I don't know. But we're the big man leaving the toilet. You know what I mean? Say no more. With no hope in his heart. Now, there's hope in the heart, though, of New South Wales, you'd have to say. No problems with toilet work there. Now, uh, and this just might be the start of Sheffield Shield becoming part of the conversation again. It disappeared there for a hell of a long time. And you're very Back in the day, people loved the Sheffield Shield. And it was part of the national conversation. Remember that match on Boxing Day? Yes. Which was New South Wales versus Victoria. I yeah, don't know how know. long ago, but now that's got taken over by some text. Yeah, fi- I know, I know. Test fixture. Yes, I know, I know. And more's the pity. More's the pity. Let's restore the Sheffield Shield as our premier competition. And you know what they say when New South Wales cricket is strong, Australian, Australian cricket, cricket is strong. strong. Harry Bath, beware the man. Now, uh, the Horn v Zoo fight, well, get your diaries out. Wednesday, August the 26th, Townsville. This is the fighting primary school teacher versus uh, the son of... Kostya. Kostya, the Sydney-based Russian-born powerhouse. World champion powerhouse. World champion powerhouse. That's him. Now, before you go on... Yes? Any whispers of tool v stool on that bout? As on the undercard. Oh, as the undercard. No, I think they've got a different date to Yeah, I know, but it they? could be moved because I, I think a lot could. of people a lot of people would like to see that. I think it's later in the year. It's October the 30th or the 31st. So it'll be a month earlier. Tool v. Stool. But they're professionals. Yes, they could bring it forward. It'd be a terrific undercard, wouldn't That's it? That's what I mean. And what a shot in the arm for Townsville. That's great. Hey? Yeah. What a shot in the arm for Townsville. Yeah. Good on them. They put their hand up and, said, and they're being rewarded. Yeah. They said, we can do it. We can do it. Now, they've got a new stadium. Would it be the, pi- the, I the opening it'll be event? The new sta- I hope so. Yeah. Could be the pipe opener. Maybe the new stadium hasn't been used before. I don't yeah. know. And I tell you what, it'd be great to see George Christensen involved. Yes. A local member. In yes, some he, could be, he could come out and do their welcome, everybody. And the ring In the blue corner. Yeah, thanks very much. The, 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 the stall. The fighting primary school oh, teacher. Yeah, onto the main car. I was still on the undercard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got Manila com- commitments. So I don't want to rob him of those. Well, but... he might be able to, I don't know, phone it in. And joining us from Manila. Zooming. Yes. Lovely. Mm. Gee, that's a moment. Now, Dean Pay. Did we see the best of him? Uh, well, he's ended his time with the berries. He was a great berry, Dean Pay, wasn't he? Great berry. And just he before... loved the berries. He did. He was berry through and through. <laughs> I can think of no finer berry than Dean Pay. And can I just before you he go He gave on, his heart and soul and his life to the berries. Can I just say <laughs> that uh, Dave, our hard-working producer, yes. got a mystery jumper sent in from the berries this week. He did. And can I just thank the club for... Yes, for helping him out. Thanks very much. For giving him a real shot in the arm. A shot in the arm. Shot in the arm. Let's face it, he's had a run of outs. So I has. think they've only won one match this year. I could That's be right. wrong about that. Yep. Anyway, and and with this uh, these signings and yep. people coming because Barrett's coming, yep. it's all up, yep. and he'll be wearing the jumper mm-hmm. that somebody sent him. Well, I know who pride. the someone is. It would oh. have been Dean Pay. That's the sort of thing Dean Pay did as a berry. No prouder berry. And what have they done to him? Yeah, sacked, sacked him. him. Shown him the door. It's not his fault. <laughs> Hopeless. Team. Nobody's done more work for the berries. Than Dean Pay. He was a good scone. He was a perfect scone. 
perfect score. Wasn't fiddled about with too much. No. No zest. No. Well, zest. <laughs> pay? You kidding me? You just had to add butter with pay. <laughs> and heat. <laughs> now, okay. No one gave more to the club. No one did more. No one is bluer and whiter than Dean Pay. He had the bulldog spirit born with it. A lot of good it did him. Treated like a used piece of toilet paper. Beware the man who leaves. Beware the man. The big man leaving the toilet. With no hope in his heart. Dean Pay. (laughs) (laughs) You know... That's what it is, isn't it? I can see him, you know, the door swinging shut. I know. Staring at his shoes. He'd press the button. Yeah. Maybe he forgot. Staring. Yeah, maybe he forgot. Dad to go back. Gee, they'd be valuable, wouldn't they? Yep. Now, in comes Trent Barrett. Does he have a bulldog heart, Trent Barrett? I don't think so. Show pony. <laughs> Show pony. Yeah. I'll tell you this about the berries. There was never any room for show ponies. No. Oh, although, although, when you think about it, yeah, yeah the Mortimers were a bit show yeah, ponies, were weren't bit, they? They were a bit entertainerish. Yeah. Don't the Hughes's. Like yeah. Family club, the entertainers. That was yeah. all show pony, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But they had some good show <sighs> ponies in there, like Peter Tunks. Oh, Tunksy was great. <laughs> Tunksy? He might have played with Dean Pay. I'm and, sure they would have done. And Dunny, who might be on yeah, the board. Yeah, and Cement Gillespie. Yeah. I mean, they had a great forward pack with Dean Pay. No, no, no bigger, no bigger heart in a berry than Dean Pay. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it when they shut in the door. Okay. Forty years of selflessness. That's how they reward it. There you are at your family club for you. Family club makes me sick. Now, speaking of sick, Broncos. Mm. God almighty, Seabold, what's going to happen there? Look, I think there might be an announcement next week. I think uh, I think you might be going. Do you? I do. What? Give us an just idea. Just a feeling. I've just got. A feeling. Just call it a feeling. You are at yeah. the urinal. Yeah, I saw a big man leave the toilet. Yeah, good on you. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of Broncos, the 1.25 million dollar man won't be back for another three weeks, by the looks of things. This is uh, yeah, I know. very very sa- yeah, very <clears throat> very sad news. Mm. Knees. I mean, it's knees, isn't it? Oh, knees get them in the end. Say whatever you like about Dean Pay. You always had good knees. Knew how to make a scone. You did. Reg Gasnier. I think knees got him in the end. Puff. Puff, yeah. And I'm mm. wondering, HG, if there's time now, because it is such a it's a profession now. I'm wondering if players at the age of 18 or 19, when they're fully developed, whether they should get automatically titanium knees put in, just knee transplants, before your first game. Before they worry. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that might be. Otherwise, you can't get insurance. Is your no, play oh, titanium? No, no, no. Good, good point. Yeah, yeah, it might be. We're not going to pay bills. Yes, this is insurance company talking. Mm, that's right. Now, Sonny Bill Williams HG and his Toronto Wolfpack. This is very exciting news. Um, because they're not allowed to play in the Premier League for obvious reasons, you know, travel and lockdowns and all of that. Mm. 
Um, they're available for NRL clubs. Sonny Bill has made it clear this week that if anyone's interested in getting some of the or any or all of the Toronto Wolfpack out here in various clubs or even one club, oh, yeah. I mean, Trent Barrett, he might think, ooh, now, wouldn't <clears> mind <throat> having Sonny Bill and a few of the Wolfpack out here playing uh, playing with the Berries. Now, here's a couple of things. Yep. Would they, They'd have to go into quarantine. Yes. Obviously because they're yeah, yeah, coming yeah. in from overseas. Yep. Very few flights coming to Australia. Yep. Maybe that Wolfpack has a plane that could fly them all down. Maybe. Now, wasn't I, the rugby league buying a plane? Was, was there talk of uh, buying? The, a plane to fly players around. Yep. yep. In, in you know, locally, I know, domestically. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't there's no reason why you couldn't get a larger plane and go over and pick up the Wolfpack and bring them in. <laughs> hey? Well, I think that's right. Now, did big Dave Coltrane Taylor... Ever play for the Wolfpack? Would he still be There was going- talk. Talk, right. There was talk and he'd certainly know them mm-hmm. so that they wanted, uh, if, if Barrett wanted to get, a, inside get a number, yeah, go to big Dave Coltrane Taylor and mm-hmm. say, listen, have you got Sonny Bill's number? Yeah, or yeah. any of them. Yep, he'd say, them. yep, I can help you out. Now, uh, the Waratahs, of course, defeated the Western Force last week. It was our good first opportunity to have a good look at the Western Force. Yeah, and Global Rapid Rugby. Yeah, rugby. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They look pretty professional, don't they? They, they all turned up good. in the same uniforms. They, they didn't look... They ran on all they together. They ran on all together. They that was surprised me. looked organised. Everyone knew when a scrum blew. Everyone knew where to stand. Yeah. You know, they, they had a fly half. They had all did of that. they? They did. They had centres standing out. And they, I mean, it was all great. All great. And I think they're playing again today. They might be playing. I think they might be. Are they? So if they're Western Force freaks, freaks. get involved. Um, now, the rural and regional Anzacs yes. approached the Waratahs for a match at Concord Oval when they've got the bye. Haven't heard a response. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, I can't. And they say rugby's we've, in we've, trouble. We've got about 800 players mm. already, mm. all with their own, you know, it'll be a bit of a, you know. The, the, mix and match with the jumpers. Mix and match with the jumpers, yes. Yeah. yeah. But no one will be wearing blue, so there'll be no bloody yeah. confusion. Yeah. And they've um, all got white shorts. Yes, they've all got white shorts, they've all got boots, they've all got socks are different, of course. Yeah. But uh, they, they, the heart, yeah. the heart is there. Yeah. Now, and when mm. they leave the toilet... They look proud. They don't look at their shoes. They look upwards. And we're looking for you, Waratahs, if you've got that guts. Make of that what you will. Peter Volandis is Rugby League. Peter Volandis is a great Australian, wrapped in the blood-soaked flag of Anzac, a giant who builds our dreams, painted in the true colours of Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy, a big match last night for those who had a few hiccups. Uh, when you announced the force might be playing today. Oh, yes. I was uh, totally out of whack there. Yeah, that's okay. It's easy to do. Busy day, yep. busy week. Yep. Worried about leaving the toilet with hope. Yep. Uh, now, 31-24. 31-24, they went down. Oh, the force went down last night. Last night. That's right. Yes. Oh. So that's two losses to the force. But I think... The, Who were they playing? The Reds. Oh, the, the Reds, right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. look, they're, they're beginning. And I'm not I'm not disappointed with these scores. Okay. That so, they're so two up. games, two losses for the force. But they look as though they know how to find the try line. Oh, they do. Oh, well, they know how to... I thought you were going to say. They, look, they, they knew where to find the ground. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's part of the problem. They turned up. They turned up, yeah. Yep. And they yep. turned up and they... And they all got off the same bus. That was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the weirdest thing, catching public transport to a venue is... Yeah. I mean, that's what COVID's doing. You can't escape the arrow of history, as yeah. you keep pointing it out. Yeah. Now, speaking of the arrow of history, mm. can I say how what a thrill it is to have the stains back? Mm. Uh, playing, mm. and uh, the underpant went round last weekend in his uh, f- obviously rookie game, mm. and there was a terrific promotion at the Forbes Post Office Hotel, Forbes in the middle of New South Wales. Yeah. Now uh, they wanted to honour the significance of the underpant going round in top grade for Penrith with a special offer on Saturday. So it promised that if the underpant scored a try, it would offer a free beer to every patron. It sounded like a good idea at the time and the 50-strong bar was obviously watching the game, were in raptures. When the underpant crossed for the first half four-pointer against Cronulla, the only problem was the underpant scored a second, then a third and finally a fourth. Oh, Lord. Now, it left the pub obviously almost dry and broke, mm. but it was an afternoon very few in the Central West are likely to forget. Isn't what a great, great story. A what a great promotion story. for rugby league. That mm. is how to get the game Seated and talking to people in these days, in these difficult days. That's true. That, 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 that's true. That, that, that's wonderful. What a wonderful promotion. And how terrific for the people of Forbes. And can I ask, are 50 <laughs> people allowed in a bar anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we stand at the moment. It's in abeyance, isn't it, depending well, that, on what happens in Victoria. That could have been a, a terrific opportunity. The last time 50 people can gather in a pub. Yep. Uh, a, a try, a beer for every try the stain scores. Yeah. So there were 50 people there. They each got how many beers? Four beers. Four beers. 200 beers mm-hmm. went because this yeah. youngster with the name Stains, and let's face it, not a million mile from Stomper Stains, no. Underpants Stains. May well be related. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we just wish the Stains. Because there have been a few Stains played for Dan, rugby league. Dan. Dan, Dan yeah. the Underpants Stains. The was, original and the best, yeah, he was. Yeah. But he spelled his name slightly differently. It was oh. no E in it, Stains. Oh, okay. And there was certainly Stain mm-hmm. as a name. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure your yeah. encyclopedia would look yeah, you know, yeah, bear yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the name Stains sits very comfortably in a rugby league context, doesn't it? It does. Now, look, other great promotions for um, sport this week. And I know this is one where you sort of, it's a two-edged sword, really. Mm-hmm. But we come to Jesse Hayen. This is the kid who burst on into uh, AFL history <coughs> by running onto the Optus Oval, Optus Stadium, yep. uh, in the middle of the last quarter, I think, of Geelong v Collingwood. <coughs> yep. Now, this was a match won by Collingwood in uh, quite an attractive game. He Now, this uh, youngster is facing a, a $50,000 fine for breaching the COVID quarantine zone. <coughs> um, he didn't know it was quarantine, though. No, that's right. Now, on uh, Friday it was the match, obviously, last night. Now, Mandurah man Jesse Hayne told Seven News he had no regrets and would do it again. Yes. Now, the 28... That's not going to go over well with the magistrate, should it? It's not, it's no. Not. I Magistrates don't like that sort of... They don't. they don't. Now, this is a guy who works in, as a tradie. Yep. Uh, he's obviously enamoured of the whole revolution mm. that's going on with tradies in Australia and tradieism in Australia. Yes. I mean, these are people now at the upper echelons of yep. society getting so yep. much money poured in their direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I take the, the... It's a golden period for tradies at is, the moment, isn't it? It is. There's so much money coming their way. Yep. And I take the uh, Sooty Morrison's uh, point, mm. uh, you know, $400 million tipped into the film industry yes. is hopefully going to go and fund mainly electricians tradies? and carpenters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Now... It's great. Though, isn't it? Though having 
A lot of American productions come here. I mean, they'll come here, won't they? It, it's going to be It's going to be fantastic. But, and I tell you who's going to be a big winner here, HG. I mean, I, I don't want to change the subject too much. Yeah, no, that's all right. We'll but I think it. Australians are the best extras in the world. I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. We There'll blend be a lot of in beautifully. Extra work. There we, will be so much work for extras. You know, there won't be people picking their nose to <clears> bugger up the shot and the, no. you know, in the romantic scenes. Yes. There won't be a lot of, you know, did you see that? And when he stepped yep. over, he was wearing different shoes, all sure. that sort of stuff. Sure, no, sure, very, sure, very sure, professional. Sure. No, it'll be great. Coming back to uh, young Jesse, he said yep. he was having a bit of fun. Yep. A lot of the boys think it's pretty funny. Yes. We're no shoegazers. We've got looking up. Yep. I guess it's pretty funny, but I feel like a bit of a goose. Yeah. The pitch at Optus Stadium had been designated a COVID quarantine zone, as mm-hmm. in the playing surface, mm-hmm. to keep players separated from the almost 23,000 strong who turned out. Yeah. But in the dying minutes of the game, no one saw the pitch invader until he was already on the ground, understandably, they're looking elsewhere. Yeah. The stadium has handed down three-year ban. Uh, Hayen said he's got a bit of time on the pitch. He got a bit of time on the pitch. He certainly did that. Yeah. I liked his instinct too, HG. As soon as the security people approached him, his first instinct was to remove his trousers. <laughs> and to keep on running. Yes. Hey, you. Hard to do. <laughs> I know. Uh, he got a bit of time on the pitch, obviously. <clears throat> Great experience. Uh, the lights are warm. Now, that's something that I didn't realise. Whoa, that's an, uh, a real was, insight. Yeah. He insisted he hadn't So he kept m- his wits about him while he was out there. Yeah, and savoured the whole thing. Savoured the whole thing, yeah. yeah. the time. Very hard to... The re- lights, they say, warm. I know, very hard to duplicate this experience unless yes. he joins a footy club, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep. He insisted he hadn't had too much to drink, only four middies, although, you know, often people, once you've had four middies, you forget the next seven. Four middies, right. And was not making a beeline for any particular player. I don't think I should be prosecuted. Now, that's a refreshing. Okay, he doesn't that's- think he should be prosecuted, <clears throat> right. It's what it is and you learn from your mistakes. So what's his mistake here? Getting caught? Not getting so. his trousers off in time or what? What was the ambition? See, if I was the magistrate, I'd be asking him, right, now what, what did you want to achieve? <laughs> now get this. So he says he doesn't think, you know, he should be prosecuted. Learn from his mistakes. Mm. Uh, but it's a pretty tough time during COVID-19 and he's at the moment he's looking at a $50,000 fine. Yes. He says that uh, he doesn't think anyone can afford that, but hopefully the public will get behind me. So he started a GoFundMe page oh. to raise the 50000 Oh, okay. He said he didn't know the pitch was a quarantine yes. zone and agreed it was probably not a good idea running on the pitch. Mm. It's always something he wanted to do. <laughs> right. So he's fairly honest. Character, yeah, yeah. Uh, he could if he can't raise the fifty thousand through the GoFundMe. He can't could... you get a fifty thousand dollar builder's grant? I'm pretty At sure the moment, can. yes, you could do a carport. Could he apply for the builder's grant? I reckon. And He'd be looked on sympathetically by the by people the magistrate. Dish- oh, the people dishing out the money. I think. Yeah, tradie. Oh, sure, you're a tradie. What yeah. are you going to do? What do you want to do? Carport. Uh, carport. Yeah, really big carport, like circular with hot lights and you know, yeah, like <laughs> grass, green, and yeah, be right. really good. He just wanted to get out there and blow off some steam. Who doesn't? <laughs> But we don't all jump the fence. Right. Now, um, there was a vegan uh, activist, Tash Peterson, was recently fined $1,800 for running onto a field during a football match. Mm. That just gives you an idea of yeah. how this might turn out in terms of what he's likely to do when facing yeah. the beak. Okay. It's a hell of a story. It is, it now, is. Now, could that make a film? Oh. You know, one of these $400 right. million dollar films. You need a few more rig- wrinkles, I think, and wriggles I do. I do. in it. The dream. The dream, yeah. He's locked down. 
Yeah. What can I do? All of a sudden he can go to the football. Mm. He uh, rings up mates. Are we going to this match? Geelong? Well, we don't like Geelong much. We don't like Collingwood much. Sure. We're Eagles people. But, yeah, oh, no, I mean, bugger, let's there go. might be hostility in the house. Jesse, you're not going out tonight. Oh, mum. Come on. I'm uh, 20. I'm a tradie. <laughs> I'm allowed to go out. No, you're not. Have you finished that design for the carport yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <itself. laughs> it does. <laughs> now think about it. <laughs> now, obviously, getting to the ground, <clears throat> yeah. stuff like that. I mean, it, it's a terrific story. The mates, the G ups, and the, the modern touch, the, the four middies. Yeah, the four middies. Then the uh, the what you'd call the uh, ten o'clock part, meaning the pivotal part yeah. of him running on. Yes, nuding up. Mm. Obviously, you slow that down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Many angles. Many angles. <laughs> slow it right down. Drone shots and a bit of dramatic license, so he does get the trousers off. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. And then the GoFundMe page, yeah. the magic. The apologies from the security guards. Oh, sorry, Jesse. We didn't want to stop you, mate. We thought it was a great idea, but you know, that's the law. Sometimes the law's a real idiot. Now, how cut about to the magistrate. Dun, dun, idiot. Then, how about the vegan activist? Tash Peterson. Oh, romantic yeah. Romantic interest. Mm. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Do you see what I'm going with this? Yes. So the previous person who did it, mm. bridge across troubled water. Yeah. You know, yeah. therapy. Yeah. You know, I want to do it again. <laughs> and then uh, what are we going to call this, you know? <laughs> you know, Optus Incident 1. Mm, one. Mm. Then turns into Optus Incident. Exactly. When he gets <laughs> let out, a stir. <laughs> and comes in. Three years it. later. Yeah. <laughs> Much wiser. <laughs> but wants to do it again. Mm. I mean, it's all there, isn't it? It certainly is. Now, have you got any uh, incident? Oh, uh, any update on this here? Uh, on the uh, the building fund? No, yeah. no. The, the government has got a fifty thousand dollar building grant. Right. That is available now. Whether he qualifies or not, I'm a little uncertain. He'd but he's got to... the carport. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Who knows? Are they sending inspectors around to indicate? No, that they wouldn't have time. <laughs> Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to Bludging on the Blind Side. Text us on 0467 920 2. Yes, and the first bit of shrinkage for the afternoon. Uh, Roy uh, consists of uh, the dream, obviously, week one, week two, give, uh, shrink-wrapped, uh, still on VHS, but the colours are looking better, the sound's even better. Uh, somehow we've improved it in the uh, cupboard. Uh, but there's there's heaps of, well, I don't know, mm. highlights there. Think Heading about up- those VHSs, they improve with time, don't they? <laughs> it's a weird thing. Unlike your... Yeah, yeah, digital did, stuff. Oh, yeah, it just disappears. Dad. And we're throwing in David Boone's funniest sporting moments. Now, whoa, David Boone, a cricketer, a, yes, a, a very, number three, number very three, fa- very yeah, famous. Uh, our um, batting battleship there for a while. Our batting battleship and mm. could field it short leg, I want yes. to say, under the helmet, yep. under the lid. Yep. Uh, look, he's been close to the action mm-hmm. uh, on many, many Tasmania's occasions. Tasmania's finest. 
Tasmania's finest. And I think he's a Carlton supporter as well, and he'd yeah. love to see the Carlton team relocate to Tasmania. Would he? Yeah, just I just made that up. I'm not sure oh, whether okay. he would or wouldn't. Right. But yep. <laughs> be that as it may. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funniest sporting moments and the dream week one and week two available now to any listener who can answer the following question. Roy. Yes, the question is, AC, how many players have registered as uh, rural and regional Anzacs? Some are suggesting they could be called the soldier settlers. Yes, that was last week, I think. A very good suggestion. Yes, the soldier yeah. settlers. Although I like rural and regional. No, so do I. I, so, I do the, and so do the players, <laughs> just quietly. And so does rugby league. Yes. Now, I know. I know the rugby, rugby union. Rugby union, yes. Yeah, I just made a jump there. I know you did. Now, how many players have registered as rural and regional Anzacs? The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Who are we talking to, Roy? Oh, yeah, we're joined by Bernadette, who's joining us from Mandura in South Australia. How are you there, Bernadette? Hi, guys. How are you this morning? Very well indeed. Now, how are you getting this transmission? How, I... are, you, how are you listening? I am listening on my phone through the Grandstand app at the moment. Oh, okay. Isn't that fantastic? Okay, modern world. Now, what's going to bring us to Mandora? Um, well, we live in a very small country uh, town and it's about 15 k's um, inland of Port Broughton, yeah. which is a seaside uh, community. Um, and we also have uh, lovely beaches to the to the Adelaide side of us with Moonta, Port Hughes and uh, Wallaroo. Yep. And then the other side of us, we have like Port Puriway, which is um, a, a quite a big rural town too. But Mundur itself, um, like a lot of regional towns, is sort of suffering a little bit with um, not a lot of people around. But we still have our local footy team and netball. Um, we also have a community club, which is our pub, post office, all in one. And um, one of the big things around this way is probably a wind farm. We've got a, a wind farm here on our hills at the moment. Isn't okay. that great? Does that draw people to come and have a look at the wind farm? You'd think that'd be. Oh. Yes, it does. It yeah. does. Um, we, we get all sorts of people up in our hills. Um, uh, they Because it can be seen from Highway 1. So anyone sort of travelling up to yep. Port Piri Way and further see it. And um, quite a few um, um, you know, tourists uh, pop up there. And <laughs> my husband yeah. does discover them up in the hills. And. One day he was up there with our working dogs and uh, there was a, a lovely um, uh, Chinese family that were fascinated with the, the work that the dogs were doing around the sheep more than the wind farm. So you see all sorts up here, mate, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, that is fantastic. Do you know how much power the uh, the wind farm generates? Does it provide all the power for Mandura, for example? Oh, I think it um, gets tapped into the grid and goes further than um, further than just here. It's not just for Mundura's purpose. Um, yep. But there are several wind farms around um, in South Australia, and uh, they all. My knowledge is they all get tapped into a, a large grid, um, but I'm not too sure sort of where it goes from there. But they are massive things if you stand underneath them. They are incredible, mm. and the way they put them up is just amazing. It really is. Yeah. Now, Port Broughton, am I right in thinking that's got an enormous jetty there? Oh, it, it doesn't have a, a really big, long jetty. Port Germain, up a little ah, bit further, has, uh, has the larger one, Roy. Yeah, uh, HG, sorry, yeah. That was just an idle, I don't know how I know that sort of information, but that was the thing in that area that I remember, some whopping jetty. Yeah. Now, what, yes. what when, when you say the working dogs, what are you farming? Uh, we've got uh, sheep and grain here, um, and we've got lots. Yeah, my husband just he and, runs a lot of sheep. Mm. And, and would, these, the, would, would these be kelpies that you that you've got? 
Yes, Roy. Yes, they are unbelievable. We've got uh, one called Boof. Um, that's his name, and he is the the best oh, dog I've ever seen. He's yeah. just terrific. You just and you'll work for anyone, which is good. Which some working dogs, you know, tend to work for their owner and no one else, but yep. he'll even work for me, and that's saying something. So they're they're fantastic. Now, is Boof uh, a red or a, a black and white? He's a red. He's a red, Roy. Yep. Okay. Now, what's the season been like? Are, are you waiting for rain? Have you had enough rain? Uh, oh, no, you... we, we need some badly. Um, there's, um, uh, there's some changing weather here today. It's supposed to be coming from Perth, but the crops are just hanging in there. But if we don't get some rain, it's been very cold but not very wet, so we, we really do need some. So I have to do a rain dance this afternoon or something. I have to go and wash the windows in the, in the house, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> and is, is fishing a pastime in your part of the world? Oh, yes, huge. Port Broughton is uh, massive uh-huh. for fishing, very popular. They've just done up the, the jetty not long ago down there at Port Broughton and mm. uh, attracts um, the caravan park attracts a lot of people to come over the holidays and stay and uh, throw, the, throw the rod out, yes. Right. Now, now, Bernadette, do you have a favourite uh, AFL team amongst the, the two in South Australia? Oh, I tend to be a Crows girl. and Oh, oh you're doing it tough. Oh, I think we need the biggest room and mirrors we can find. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really sad. Um, they've obviously um, hit a massive wall at the moment. We've just got to, I think, just hope this year, just get this year done and, and regroup and try again for next year. But I do, um, I do follow the footy, but I tend not to watch it much because it's changed so much. I, I'm a 70s kid and I, I just mm. loved it when Jezelinko was flying through the air and yes. there were marks and one-on-ones and... Yes. Uh, full forwards and all of that sort of stuff. You know where I'm coming from. Yes, it, it was it was a more graceful game. There was there was more more skill, less defensive work. Yeah, and uh, nothing like a bit of a biff on every now and then. Ah, there was a bit of well, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Bernadette, let Roy set out the question and have a swing. Now, Bernadette, how many players are registered as rural and regional ANZACs? 800, Roy. 800 beautiful rural and regional Anzacs. <laughs> That's excellent, Bernadette. So David Boone's The Funniest Sporting Moments and uh, week one and week two of The Dream uh, with Roy and HG Red Hot Action from uh, the Sydney Olympics in 2000. We'll get them to you as soon as you can. Good luck with that rain and uh, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, Roy. Um, look, mentioning uh, football in the past, there are some suggestions and uh, too loud to ignore, especially on social media, concerning the Channel 7 coverage. Now, yes. it's all, I, I've raised this question before. You're concerned. I'm concerned. Yeah. And I'm concerned that people are taking pot shots at BT and yeah. Bruce in particular, yeah. who, let's face it, are doing it tough as well. I don't even think they're in the same room calling the football anymore. I don't think are they're they watching the, the same game. I don't think they're watching the same game. Oh, dear. Uh, now, is it my understanding that BT is... Stopped calling the game and started raising issues? This was always his go when things got difficult and he's back at it again. Uh. I noticed this week he got stuck into, it might have been this week or last week, in uh, players... Sorry, in uh, players who were let go by clubs yes. in sequence of numbers. Oh, as like in one, two and three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, look, I've got to say is, you know, the repetition of danger, danger, danger the other night, I just had to turn it off. Did you? I just had to turn it off. And you know me, I'll stick. 
Yeah, yeah, you uh, do stick. And I've got to say is that I think that the... Is, it, is the game getting harder to call, though? Is, is, is that what's implied by what's going on there? Can I just raise one simple idea is call what you see. Don't ah. imagine. He imagines what's going on all so the time. So he wants a different game. He wants a And he calls game. a different game, the it, game he wants. The game he sees in his mind. <gasps> That's a and trap, of course, isn't it? That's the trap. Th- that way lies madness. And the trouble is Bruce stuck in his cell, mm. wherever it is, say, in Sydney. Yeah. The only thing he can think of saying is good call, good BT. Call. So what's – it's compounding. Well, he's, he's got to make assumptions because if he's watching a different thing, if he's, say, watching MasterChef that he's taped uh, while listening to BT call a match that he's not looking at, all he can say is, oh, well, yeah, good call, BT. Mm. Hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting uh, disturbing because uh, I think it's. I think the trouble is, is the call and coverage is losing losing support. Oh, really? Yeah. Like normally, I don't care, but no. at the moment, it, because of the right. So, cons- do you think the boffins at Channel Seven are starting to look at this and you know with with concern? Well, you would hope. Would they be so. having a word, Bruce? Say, Bruce, can you listen not- to what BT's saying? Yeah. Right. In and future, and if he's not saying anything that's particularly interesting, don't for God's sake say good call. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year Toby Green be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, these film projects. Yes. uh, Which, of course. Well, I think it's very exciting. Exciting? That's right. 400 million. I know. Now, you get what? Two films out of that? Two blockbusters? Maybe? Maybe. Now, can I. Now, these are Australian dollars, aren't they? Not American dollars. I think so. Maybe one. Although he was talking to Trumpy at the time. Sooty was talking to Trumpy when they cooked yeah. it up. But can I just seed two ideas as we go to the news? Yeah. This is for to think about. Mm-hmm. Remaking it its entirety in an Australian context, Midsummer Murders. <laughs> wow. I know. Right out of left field. <laughs> right out of left field. And then if you're stuck, how about an Aussie Game of Thrones, i.e. New Zealand, Antarctica? Yeah. Would this talk to the world, though? Of course it would. Yeah, right. Of course, people are looking to yeah. Australia for leadership. Yeah, right. We're doing better than anywhere else in the world. All right. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy emails, people have got in touch with the show by going to roynhg at abc.net.au and uh, this is the results. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Clark's been in touch and this is sort of Jermaine HG. I noticed there's been some criticism, I don't know by whom, some committee that's looking into the war memorial development have been oh, highly yes. critical of the changes being made to what's been described as the Anzac Hall, I think, to extend it large enough for the zero to land or fly about in. Um, I think it's a $500 million project. $500 million makeover, yes. it's one of the biggest earthworks in, it, in Australian history. Well, in the Southern the, Hemisphere. Yeah, apart from the high, snowy hydro. Yes. Yes, huge, vast. Anyway, they're, they're, but come it, with some, some people are saying, well, you know, it was designed in this way and that's the way we should leave it. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, Clark's been in touch. He says, uh, is it time to, for AFL players moving interstate to save the game? He's suggesting that the an AFL defence medal for all who went, again, uh, went away together with a campaign clasp with the name of the regions which they served, for example, Sunshine Coast. Now, that could be attached to this collective medal. So an alternative recognition could be the awarding of the Anzac medal with an AFL bar. Now, well, ha- well, that's a terrific <clears throat> idea as well. Can it? I just come to the idea that, uh, you know, the, everything's going to change with COVID? Mm. How about this? What would get this over the line, because there is some criticism of the, spending the money in this way, yes. would be the possibility of having AFL games played inside the War Memorial. Well, there's a thought. So you've got the, enough room to get a Mitsubishi Zero flying around in it. For a moment I thought you were going to suggest that games be played in the Monash Centre <laughs> at Villas Britanneur. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. But I don't think there's enough room in the big hall there to get a... Well, have you seen the big hall at Villas Britannia? Certainly I haven't, no. Man. <laughs> there are people that have gone in there. They've and been in there for out. months. No one's seen no them. No one's seen them. <laughs> now, I was weirdly thinking about this the other day, but mm. concerned that the Roger Federer room mm. isn't getting the publicity it deserves. No, now, probably not. But you understand why. Yeah. Is tennis... I know. People like Roger Federer... They like the whole Federer story. I know. He's come back from the elbow. He doesn't think he'll be yep. able to play yep. this year. Has <clears> to come back again next year to That's get right. the the winning number of That's right. Grand Slams. Yep. yep. Now, so yep. there's yep. two great ideas. If they came out, I know uh, old, um, you know, what's his name from up there on Manly Warringah, mm-hmm. uh, old Skip. Yep. Uh, is uh, somehow on the board, and if he came out and said, "Yes, we're hoping to build it." and have a ready-to-go, purpose-built interior inside yes. AFL-sized venue yes. with maybe seating for, say, 30,000. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. It is. All underground. And we're hoping to stage, wait for it, the Anzac Day match there. Now, historically, the big Anzac Day match has been played between Collingwood and Essendon. Mm-hmm. I think it should be shared around. That's just me. Yes. But if they want to persevere with that concept, I've got no problems with that at all. But played inside the inside War Memorial. The war talk war. about yeah. mm. talk about giving Australians a real focus mm. on that one day of the year. Yes. No, a terrific idea, as is the medal. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not knocking with, the medal. the Sunshine Coast Bar. Brilliant idea. Now, now if they... If they Played, say, uh, I don't know, in Townsville. Yes. Which may come, would they, they get have a, t- a Townsville match? Yeah, fair enough. Well, a Townsville bar. Yeah. Yeah. And marching well, parade? Of course they can oh, march. Of course they can march whenever they like. You know, as long as they don't, as long as they keep their social distancing. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry. Now, uh, Jeanette, our Levinist reporter, has been oh, in yes. touch, HG. She says, in 1918, to try to prevent the spread of the flu, many of the methods Americans used are similar to what we are currently doing during this pandemic. Close the schools, wear masks, avoid large vents and hold them outside when possible and no spitting. Now, Red Cross headquarters in San Francisco made 5,000 masks available to the public at 11am, she says. What? By noon, they had none. People who didn't comply with wearing masks might face prison time, fines or having their names published in the paper, revealing they were a mask slacker. After armistice on November the 11th, San Francisco ended its mask order. Now she adds, <clears throat> Donald Trump and President Xi are not Levinists, as suggested in last week's program. Why not? 
She says that is indeed was the truest example of fake news I've ever heard. <laughs> and I would thank you to retract it. Yeah, but, yeah, well, I'm not going to retract it. Well, what's the argument? What is the argument? What is your argument? G X one eleven. Sorry, Janet. Donald Trump. Add it up. What you get is Boris Becker. I eat a donut. Yeah. No, fair enough. I'm, I'm retracting nothing. Well, I, but, I will not resile. We need an argument. Yeah, we do. Just a bold statement yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. what you suppose is fact mm. with air quotes. Yeah. Doesn't sway us at all. We're not no. we're not in the attracting business. Now Matt's been in touch. He Hi says uh, now that the murderer and Captain Featherpants are considering moving their respective big shows to Queensland, could the case be made to move the Cox Plate to Dooman? I think there's a lot of support for this. There is. As I understand it, people are seeing Queensland as the mm -hmm. central locus of Australian sport. It is. From now on. It is. And uh, with What a the feather in the arm, the, the Palaszczuk government. I mean, it's all going well. Tickety-boo, isn't it? Look at Townsville. They've got that zoo horn fight. <laughs> and till v still. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure. Mm. But can I just say on this is that they have done the right things, as near as I can tell. They've kept yes. people from areas which are COVID-affected out mm. and so they're ripping the rewards and um, I'm not sure whether the Rugby League has agreed to play the final there, but, uh, you know, uh, I want to say Lang Park, I forget what it's called these days, yeah. would be a fitting venue for that. Well, Lang Park, I love Lang Park. And or Graham got, Park. And they've got the Gabba yep. as the yep. AFL. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they do. For the AFL. Yep. Mm. Of course, Graham Park would be in New South Wales. Yeah. But I, I, but I, I don't object to that. I think that would be a terrific venue for a mm -hmm. grand final. Mm -hmm. Not so much AFL, but certainly Rugby League because the wrong shape. Um, <clears throat> that would go to the War Memorial. Mm. Now, uh, Jeff's been in touch. He says, I refer to your conversation with Karen from Tenterfield, which went to air on the 20th of June. Uh, now, do we get, have to give a rugby league nuance warning here? We might. I think we do. Uh, where we discussed, uh, I think it was the player Bobby Lullum, who Lullum. came from Tenterfield. Yes. And then his son now lives in the town. Now, Lullum was, in fact, he says, oh, that's right, that, that was uh, Karen in uh, Tenerfield. Didn't she have uh, the Sadler's grandson, grandson living over the back fence? Or was it the Sadler's original house over the back fence? It was, oh, it was the old house. The, correct, the old house. And we and were suggesting she could get tourists to come and sit in the backyard, give them some scones and they could dream about what it was like. That's right. And charge when the Sadler was there. Charge them $5. Easy. Anyway... Ludlam was, in fact, a Newcastle junior, and in 1947 he was the New South Wales Rugby League top try scorer, going on to win a grand final with the Tigers in that year. Mm -hmm. He says, Ludlam played with Balmain from 47 to 53. In 53 he became a key player in a salacious story that dominated the Sydney tabloid headlines of the era. Right. Salacious story, HG, yeah. and rugby league. You don't often get an intersection <laughs> there, do you? No, you don't. Well, can you give us a few other salacious stories like the Bogle Chandler? Would it be as big as that? Oh, These yeah, were the two yeah. scientists who were found. Lane Cove. Lane Cove. Lane Cove River. Yeah, they only think they've cracked they're the case. Nude. nude. They looked they're as though the, they'd been at it, Dick Pound yes, style. Yes, they'd cover themselves with cardboard boxes. I think it was sold, HG. I think it was. Something the, to do with poisoning? The poisoning, yeah. 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 Now, that's but a it was a poisonous atmosphere that had come from the figs. That had fallen into the into the water there. Yeah, I know. Ooh, who'd Ooh, pick that? Who knew? 
Yeah, indeed. Who knew? Who but knew? that was uh, salacious. Oh, salacious, all right, because they were nude. <laughs> but there was no rugby league. No, that's true. I don't true. think Bogle, Dr Bogle, played rugby league. No, no evidence? He might have. I don't know. The Nugent Hand Bank, now they did play rugby they league. They did play rugby league. Salacious. Salacious. Yeah. Not sure. Maybe. Now, anyway, it's the, this is the salacious story. His mother-in-law, Veronica Mabel Monty, was accused of poisoning Lullum by adding thallium to his tea. What? They poisoned him with thallium? Yeah. What's this that? was after their sexual relationship soured. So he appears to have had a relationship with his mother-in-law. Well, that's... Rugby that's, league. What's rugby league? That's pure league. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I don't think you can play it without no, that sort of... No. I mean, know. filmmakers, uh, I mean, what? sit up and take notice. A 400 million. You give 400 million dollars. We could certainly get this one over the line. <laughs> Now, okay, so he had a relationship with her. It went sour and then she poisoned him with, uh, how did Salem. she get access, access to the thallium? I suppose, I don't know, back in the day it must have been easy to come by. Just a packet of sour thallium, thanks. <laughs> Could you put your teeth back <laughs> when you say that? Who was your chemist up at the Central Coast? Oh, Eggins. Eggins. Yeah. He'd have had it. He would have. Just with a wink. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And above the counter. So when the cops came looking, <laughs> yeah. one below the counter. <laughs> now, thallium poisoning, right. Uh, after this, uh, in Sydney at the time, thallium poisoning not, was, was not uncommon. And when Lullum's condition became known, New South Wales, New South Wales police acted swiftly. Hey, we got another one. <laughs> I can smell no, it. Yeah, another thallium. And Motty was eventually found not guilty. Oh, she was found not He must have been self-thaliumed. You keep going. What's the what's but the... after Lalam admitted certain intimacies with Monty in his court testimony, his wife Judith divorced him. Naturally enough, weakened by the poisoning, Lalam never referred, never returned to the football field. What a sad. What end. a story. It's incredible. So many questions. And I mean, where did the thallium come from? Yeah, must have been someone else. Maybe a friend of. Oh, I don't know. Well, well, that's up to the scriptwriters to make sense of it, to join the dots in some way that... Well, the scriptwriters have got an excellent base and bed for a story, which just needs a bit of imagination. Yes, it does. To tart it yeah, up. Yeah, a little bit of Aussie director's know-how. And, and have you got a part for, say, Benny Mendelssohn in there? And people are accused... Well, Lullum. Well, I hadn't thought of or, that. Or as the chemist. He'd be a bit oh, old the for the Lullum chemist, now. He'd be the chemist. Yeah, the chemist. But yeah. a central part... You know who you're trying to knock off? Yeah. Why? What do you <laughs> yeah. want to do? It? How? Etc. I mean, I can see him really reveling in that. Yeah. Now, people have suggested already on the uh, text line something to do with a, a discomfort with making remaking Midsummer Murders. Right. You know, along the lines of we don't have those sort of villages in Australia. Who cares we about that? We build them. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. build them. They're called sets. Yes, sets. That's what right. you use vac form. It's plastic. You and, spray it and paint it to make it look old. And Easy. We have tradies doing it. Tradies. We can't get these they things. They can whip up a town in 20 minutes. <laughs> we can't get these things over the line if there's no tradies yeah, involved. Exactly. Now, coming back to the Lullum story, mm. can we involve... Evoke Rugby League in 1947? Of yes, course we yeah, can. Yeah, that's right. Because it would be the berries, the fruiteries. Yes. Uh, forget where else you go. The cherry pickers. The cherry pickers. The fruit pickers. Yeah. The fruiterers. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to... all be there. <laughs> and imagine the 
uh, work for the tradies who work in the art department making the jumpers and shorts yes. and boots and everything. Yeah, they have to break the down wardrobe a lot. people. Wardrobe people, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they'd have to look authentic. Yeah. People would know. People would know. Different collars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, different boots. Yeah. And then the romantic interest, which would be hot and heavy. Yeah. Especially in the open, opening scenes to establish the, you know, the reasons why. Another cup of tea, Ronnie. <laughs> the murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, any more... Um... Oh, well, according to Paul in Ballina, and he'd know, he says thallium was in rat poison and it was a very common way to poison people back in the day. Right. <clears throat> I suppose everyone would have had a bag of rat poison in the, in the shed. Yes, yes. Slip a bit into the tea. Yeah. So it obviously didn't flavour the tea in any way or Mm. alert the... Well, it depends. If someone was taking their tea with a lot of sugar Uh, and milk, as you often did in the day, perhaps that was a way of... Masking the thallium. Yeah. And is it still used in uh, rat sack? I can't help you, HG. I don't know. Um, Strychnine is used these days, according to Dave. Right. And he'd know. He'd know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, right, eight. Now, listen. These this film thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the four hundred mil. Mm-hmm. One thing that's uh, sort but it's, of... look, I still don't understand what the terms and conditions are. This is meant to be a carrot, a lure for your your, your international American film directors and production companies to come and relocate to here, isn't it? Is that what it's about? I think you're right. But what So would we make NDIS and those sorts of shows here? Yeah, I is know. Is that it? <clears throat> Look, can I just Because it's say... cheaper here and they get money. And, 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 and we they don't have so money. many virus issues. And maybe not so many rules and regulations or whatever. Maybe. Got. Now, what I worry about is I can understand that. Uh, they need to make an international story. That's why I suggested remaking the Midsummer Murders in its entirety because people sure. everywhere love that. They do. Uh, now, one thing that sort of I'm disturbed by is mm. that there's no element of Australianness in any of this. So you can make um, Master Avengers or yes. you know the Wrath of Khan, Star Trek. Over well, I think again. those sorts of films are being made as we speak at uh, Fox. Yes, Fox know, Studios I, in Sydney. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a, a bit of COVID effectedness of some of these these productions because yeah, the people they're, they're can't back come and in. work there. They're, they're back they're at back work, work now. Yeah, and have they got the international stars back? Oh, I can't help you there. Yeah, because they obviously have to go into quarantine. Yeah. Now that's why I'm suggesting some sort of halfway house. Mm. We live in. Let's face it, COVID will change anything. Yes. And everything. Mm-hmm. So what I'm suggesting is the pressure on filmmaking is to make something with some Australian content for an international audience yes. and to get international people to come and make these projects. Well, let's face it. Well, this is a, this is sort of socialist communist idea, actually. Oh, I suppose it is, yeah. When you think about it. I mean, I you, you're imposing. You, you, you're, I mean, you're putting restrictions on, you know, Americans don't want to come here and make Australian films. They don't. No, I forget that. 
They don't. They yeah, want to make their own films. Yeah. You know, your Master Avenger types, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. They want to, and they want to hold all the intellectual property in those they things do. and all the marketing and stuff like do. that. They don't want they to They just want to get the $400 million, put it in their pocket and go, and go back home. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's what's usually happened in the past when we've tried these half-baked, stupid ideas. Now, we come then to what I'm calling the... Um, I mean, why not just support $400 million into the local filmmaking? I've got no idea. I think that's what I'm suggesting and I'm, I'm trying you know, to... I mean, obviously ScoMo doesn't see... we can make films for... Let's say we can make a film for $10 million. We could. We could. Now, that would give us how many? 40 films. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 40 films. I know. Australian you stories. You only need one or two of them to... to Hit. Yeah. Okay. We come to the handy work that uh, Eddie McGuire's media company's doing. Yes. And he's w- done a deal with Amazon Prime, a uh, $10 million deal by Ed, who's... Yeah. And, want to make Millionaire Hot Seat for him. No. no. The only thing he could come up with was to follow AFL teams around with cameras oh. and see if that produced anything. But that's no not script. going to be of interest to the Americans or the Europeans, is that's it? exactly my point. He's saying uh, The Last Dance, which is... Uh, the film with uh, Jordan's last season, mm. and he says Amazon's the test. I'm not sure how wide a, uh, an audience the test appealed to. You'd have to know something about cricket and the yeah. history of cricket. Yeah. And ESPN's 30 for 30 series have captured the zeitgeist in 2020, according to this article in the Nine newspaper. I never like anything that captures a zeitgeist because yeah. I think who would understand what that was? Yeah. Anyway, so... Could that, I suggest that zeitgeist, zeitgeist is gone? Yeah, I know. We've got to think of post-COVID yeah. zeitgeist. Yes. Now, we come to the nub of this is that mm. the Sunderland, the one about the Sunderland Football Club, mm. which I think called Sunderland Till I Die, which is by far the best of any of these in my view, mm. uh, is likely to be duplicated with, uh, well, Amazon embedding cameras, uh, camera crews at six clubs, GWS, West Coast, Richmond, Carlton, Gold Coast and Adelaide. So he's going to turn out a series, mm. week one, GWS week two, West Coast, etc. Or they might be five episodes about the GWS and one focusing on the grub, Toby Green. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a very limited. Thanks, isn't it? To Tigers fans, it doesn't fans, say honestly. to families, Australian families, gather around the set, everyone. The show's about to start. Eddie's okay. show on the on the Giants. No, I just can't and, see that. And how are they going to do the warts and all side of this? I mean, mm. see, the Giants haven't had it. They come off that terrible loss in the grand final yes. last year, which is their opening thing, and mm. they've had a bit of a checkered career, lots of injuries, mm. uh, you know. No who crowds, knows? no atmosphere. Thanks. You know, it's a different sort of show. It's a different world. A different world. And that's Suddenly get... Millionaire Hot Seat's looking a hell of a lot more relevant. <laughs> The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, talking of coaches, and we were earlier uh, concerning the dogs, the berries, uh, mm. Dean Pays walked away from the kennel. Yep. Off the leash to well, do whatever he wants to. Oh, yeah. Now, forced out of the Forced, kennel. yes. Hosed out. Now, in comes uh, obviously uh, young Barrett or old Barrett now. Yeah. Can he handle the nest of vipers at the dog's mm. kennel? I know it's a mixed metaphor there animal-wise, mm. but it is a very difficult landscape to negotiate. Yeah. Now, I did see an article in the uh, Nine newspaper. 
saying that uh, Barrett has learned some brutal lessons from his three seasons at Manly and they can help him with the rebuild at the Berries. The first is the importance of managing an entire squad and not just some players. Mm. So what happened is when uh, Jackson Hastings fell out with Captain Dale Cherry Evans following Mm. the well-publicised night at Gladstone, now that would make a great film in itself, Mm. Um, Barrett publicly backed his captain. That was fair enough, but it came at the expense of Hastings who was unfairly managed out of the club from that moment. Mm. So he's got to watch that. Now, Barrett has also learned about the importance of perception. In rugby league where narratives are easily manipulated, that's usually half the battle. From what I can gather, the line about Barrett regularly drinking alcohol with the players, he's like one of the boys, air quotes around that, has been overcooked. But people like to talk on the northern beaches and there's sight of him sharing a quiet midweek beer with his coaching staff at the Harvard Hotel quickly developed into a damaging speculation that he's spending more time on the Golden Gator raids than game plans. You see how this happens. I do. All of a sudden people in the Manly area don't like what Barrett's doing, yeah. so all of a sudden they ring people. I'll and tell you what, people. we haven't heard any of those sorts of stories about Dean Pay. Exactly. Dean, turn, Dean turns up every day, mm-hmm. turns with, up at the kennel. With a tea bag. Yep. Now, the third thing Barrett learnt at Manly was how to work the media or more specifically, how not to. Frustrated at the lack of resources amid the souring relationship with Bozo Fulton, and we call him Bozo because he's a clown, he agitated for his release from contract in order to force change. It was Beavis playing hardball and it backfired. This is over there. The chairman and co-owner... Is Beavis his manager? Yep. Barrett's manager? Chairman and co-owner Scott Penn lashed out public at Barrett, which led to a bizarre News Corp interview, and I can remember this at the time, clearly as my last cup of thallium, uh, (laughs) News Corp interview with the coach about having to buy garden furniture and lounges for the players' common area. It was meant to illustrate the club's amateurism. Its standard was painted the picture of a losing coach shifting blame. It's so easy to get these things wrong. It is, isn't it? It takes a unique individual to coach Manly, and that unique individual is Des Hasler. Barrett has chewed up and spat, was chewed up and spat out mm. of the job, and he probably shouldn't have taken in the first place, according right. to this. What's uh, Barrett been doing lately? He's been helping out at Penrith, hasn't he? Penrith, yeah. Schools He's coach or something. Assistant coach, I think. There. Yeah. Now. Well, they're going pretty tiddy-boo. Are Penrith happy to see him go? What's the story? Sure. When's he I, turning up at the kennel? No, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think that uh, Penrith are that happy about him going, but will let him go. Yeah, uh, because they're so he starts next week, I suppose. I'm not sure about next week at the doghouse. At the doghouse, it's pretty soon. Um, well, knowing Trent, what he would do, he'll turn up with a tabletop truck with a lot of timber, <laughs> and he'll get all the boys together. Give them some tools and say, right, boys, we're each going to build a doghouse. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, what is interesting about your suggestion there, and I take your point, is they're all going to build a doghouse. Mm. Belmore, according to this article in 9 that I'm referring to, is already a state-of-the-art facility. 
He won't need to buy secondhand furniture off Gumtree. Rather, he'll need to surround himself with the right people, mm. something he learnt during a stint with the All Blacks last year. Expect him to seek a quality defensive coach and a welfare manager mm. while also entrusting senior players to help his, lead his team. A manly Barrett tried to shoulder too much and, and, uh, and his coaching suffered. Mm. Now, coming to your point, mm. this, is, this is the environment he's going into. Yeah. Pay was in, eaten up by the politics at Canterbury. Was he? Now, remember, Pay played for the... Dogs. He, did. he knew what was he getting into. He did. Which has divided the football club board, a troublemaking leagues club faction, and other cranky power brokers on the periphery itching to call an extraordinary general meeting. Oh dear. Now is that what is that likely to be a good place to start? No, I wouldn't have thought so. It looks like uh, all shoulders aren't at the same wheel. Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem, isn't it? Now, if I was Barrett, I'd get all the board down, mm-hmm. get them interested in Sacked a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> After Is that what we need, a new broom? I think we need a new broom. But does he need the man of feathers to come and stand with him? I think he does. And the man of feathers has to wear the pantaloons of plumage. So he does. Full authority. Yes. You know, so you, no, out. Yeah, no point putting the jodhpurs with the eider down no. on. Get rid of that. Yep. You know, get mm-hmm. out there with the full feathers. Mm-hmm. Full authority. Yes. Now, can I also raise the idea that people who want to stay there have to demonstrate that they can build a doghouse. This is at the board level. That would be the first thing I'd ask. Mm-hmm. Give us a look at the recent kennel you've built. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a look. Prove yeah. your credentials that you're interested sure. in building this club again. Yes. From the, you know, from what I was going to say, the poo level up. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you got a pet? Well, there would be a show in this, wouldn't there? Barrett at the, at the doghouse. Has Eddie thought of that? Barrett at the doghouse. Barrett at the doghouse. Yeah, that's got America sitting up already. <laughs> it does, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, that's got solid. Now, the one thing would be is mm-hmm. to somehow hope that somebody's been running the cameras mm. over the recent kerfuffles with DK. Oh, true. You'd have to make sure there was a bit of that about, yeah. yeah. What about Hodges in New York? Hodges, what? That's a story that's got to be told. Matty Hodge. Oh, Matt Hodge, yes. Yeah, in New York. In New York. Promoting rugby league. Yes. As only rugby league nuance yeah. can. You, see, you could make that film for 400 million easily. You could. See where I'm going with you this? Just, yeah, you just got to make a bit of the Gold Coast look like New York. Well, that's not that hard, bit of back form. <laughs> I just reckon, get the cars driving the wrong side of the road. Yeah, and a few different models. A few different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, and a brilliant challenge for actors. Mm-hmm. Tells the rugby league story so beautifully. Yep. And the redemption story side of it. So you've got to get the redemption story if you're going to do rugby league. Oh, yeah. I bug it up. Yes. Now I'm going to redeem And there's got to be a romantic wriggle. Well, there's big romance here. You know, maybe. Big romance. Yes. And remember the leadership bauble at the end. With maybe, the maybe she in New York who was terrified by him falls in love with him in our story. We can, we can use licence here. Yeah, and what ends up in Australia? It ends up in Australia, yeah. Happy ever after. Love it here. People are so great. I love their TV. That millionaire hot seat. Never seen anything like it. Bludging on the blind side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans, and families held weekly at 6 a.m. at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up.
listen, just a couple of quick ones before we come to the second loot of the afternoon. Um, Michael Zarafa has tossed a grenade into the Tim Zoo camp ahead of the Rising Stars bout with uh, the primary school teacher on August the 26th, uh, climaxing the Tool V Stool fight. Mm-hmm. Now, saying the 25-year-old, and I've never heard this before, mm-hmm. this is somebody who doesn't have an interest in this bout as in pulling on the shorts in it, he says uh, the 25-year-old was dull, one-dimensional and trading on the name of his champion father. Zarafa went one-on-one with Horn last year, meaning that he won loss to Horn, yeah. won win to Horn, yeah. and is now waiting in the wings for both men and reserved some special words for Zoo, the son of the former world champion, dot, 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 yeah. saying he nodded off during Monday's press conference. Gee, that's Gee. ouch. Nodded off during the press conference as Zoo spoke of his obsessive resolve to beat Horn and conquer the world. I fell asleep. Mm. He can't string a sentence together. It sounds like he's talking underwater. He's the most boring fighter I've ever seen. He's up and coming, but if he, he took his last name away, he wouldn't have this fight. Oh, Lord, give me a break. I mean, you're not asking the bloke to write an essay or a composition or a novel or a or perfor- poem. Or perform him the Matthew He Lodge speaks film. with his fists. Thanks. That's all you want. Now, somebody who spoke with their hooves was Winks, yeah. and the legendary racehorse will be honoured with a $42 million, $42 million stand. I don't know what they're going to get. They won't get much for $42 million. That's just madness. I mean, what, 12, 12 people, a 12-seater? Yeah. Uh, out front of the Theatre of the Horse. Now, uh, at Royal Randwick, right. the Australian Turf Club was given approval this week to build the Winks stand, mm. which will have two storeys and capacity of 12, it also featured, uh, it'll feature a link to the adjacent Queen Elizabeth grandstand, the main grandstand. Oh, well, I like Elizabeth. that. I like the idea of a link. <laughs> a bridge. Yes. Yeah, a link. Uh, Is it a tunnel? Is there going to be a tunnel yes, from the wing stand to, to, the, other, yeah. to the Queen Elizabeth? Good. Now, a 33 winner, obviously winks. The New South Wales Department of Planning has fast-tracked, this we've got for Good. Andy's Good. dabs written all over it. It has. Has fast-tracked Drag, the project. kicking and screaming, yes. To help create 4,000 jobs. Good. And uh, boost the economy in the wake of the pandemic. The 4,000 jobs will last approximately one week. Mm-hmm. Now, the development will be improve, will improve the ongoing use of the race course and promote it as a world-class racing venue. That's yes. what I like about yep. it. World-class racing by significantly enhancing the amenity yep. for patrons during race day events. Yes. Development will provide a range of benefits to the region and the state as a whole, including capital investment value of $421 billion, mm. creation of over 150 full-time jobs after constructions, uh, casual jobs, the stand can also cater for functions, corporate events, art exhibitions, etc., mm. and student examinations. So it's right. a multi-purpose uh, stand. Yes. Do you think that's fair to give Winks a grandstand? I mean, <sighs> the course obviously should be renamed. Yeah. The Royal Winks. It should you know, yeah, Ramwick. Well, well mm, yeah. Okay. Just, well, there are a lot of other horses that are going to feel a bit. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Far lap for one. Mm. Happy Clapper for another. Just yeah. two. Oh, I understand. Happy Clapper not getting much attention. Shogun Lodge. But what about Black Caviar? How much Black Caviar feel? Oh, devastated. Let alone Rooting King. I mean, well, you were asked and you knocked it back. I did. You said he's not going to lend his name to a bloody stand. Yeah, and well, right, right, right. he would have got too big-headed. I know, too big-headed. Oh, I couldn't have stood that. Yeah, imagine, imagine going in and saying, "Oh, come on, King, we're off to your stand." I never would have heard the end of it. He would have kicked the car down. You know, he'd have gone bloody berserk. Uh, <laughs> now, the second, uh, the second bit of loot for the afternoon. Well, this is a terrific 
uh, VHS, yeah. official highlights of the Olympic torch relay in oh, 2000. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, this mm. takes it from Greece where the, uh, the performers at the – Burning Cemetery where those weird frocks that they only get out once every four years and I think it's lit with a parabolic mirror. Yes. Sometimes they have to light a spare just in case. I mean, it's great. And they've got that uh, cross your heart bra look. Indeed, indeed. It's just great and they stand around just looking very, very official. They do. And exactly as I imagine in ancient Athens. It was. I mean, you're going back 2,000 years. That's exactly how it is, actually. And technology from all those years ago. Yes. Now... That parabola that I don't know who cooked that up. Well, I suppose uh, Pythagoras. Yeah, he would have. He says we can light it. Yeah. I've got a mirror that'll do the trick. Yep. Now, 2,000 Olympic torch relay, 11,000 torch bearers. Now, did Kevin Gosper run a leg? Yeah. No, didn't he head his daughter to do it? That was later. Sophie. Oh, that was later. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kev runs a leg. 1,000 communities, 100 days, one celebration. It's Woodstock for runners in 2000. Sure is. Now, the purpose was to spread the spirit of Australia's Olympic Games to the world and as many Australians as possible, linking communities across the nation's celebration. The torch relay concludes with the lighting of the cauldron in Sydney 2000 Games, obviously on the 15th of September 2000. It's a great story. It is. And it's told in film. I don't think there's a movie in it, but it's just great to have that. Mm -hmm. And we're throwing in the Legends of Australian Football Hall of Fame. Uh, featuring a lot of uh, great writers yep. who have put their pens to, let's see if I can dial up who's in it. Um, you might have to wait a minute here um, as we, oh, well, here we go. Daryl Baldock, Ron Barassi, Kevin Bartlett, Warwick Kappa, Barry Cable, Alex Jesselenko, Norm Smith, they're all here. Good. Peter Bazasto, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Legends of the game. So there's the legends. That's, f- that's fantastic. Uh, now, Janet's been in touch, actually, our Levinist, who yeah. was wanting we asked for proof. She says, Donald John Trump is the name seen on this donut's birth certificate. Six plus four plus five equals 15. President Z is spelt with a lowercase i. Lowercase Roman numerals or Romanettes are often seen as page numbers in the beginning of books or used for introducing a list of items. All praise 11, Janet. Wow, she's come out fighting. Has, great defence. She has, but now, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't no. work that way. No. I mean, take uh, David Warner, Elevenist. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what his middle name is. You know, he's brains of the Elevenists. When you think about it, I know brains. <laughs> now, what's the question for all? The coming? question is, HG, is how long would it take our tradies to bash out of town for our film? <laughs> re- re- okay, how long would it take our Aussie tradies to bash out of town? for our uh, Midsummer Murders film. If you are a genuine person of faith and love rugby league, what can you do? Just believe. HG? Roy, who are we talking to? Uh, yeah, we're joined by Reese, who's joining us from Arimba on the Central Coast. How are you there, Reese? Uh, very well, thanks, fellas. Good. Now, uh, Reese, now you're in uh, what I'd call Alan Davison country. Is there much talk about Davo still <laughs> these days? Mate, it was Davo was was part of the Invincibles, wasn't he? It was 48 Invincibles, is that right? Oh no, a little bit later, I think Davo. I, I, I'd put oh, Alan no, David. Alan Davidson, I think, would have played with Richie Benno. Well, check that out, mate. Do to please check that out because I think he might have started with that tour. But yeah, I know Alan Davidson's worked very well. Yeah. There's an Alan Davidson oval at um, Wyoming. Yes, I'm yes. just a little bit up the road at the moment, mate. It's um. 
at Arimba at Michelle's place, knocking up a deck for her. Oh, oh you're okay. on, the, on the tools today. I'm, right. I'm on the tools today, mate, on a bloody Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love, mate. Now, what, what sort of timber are you using? Um, I'm using um, uh, treated pine. Yeah. Um, it's treated pine decking. It's a beautiful product. I got it from the local fellas, Walker Brothers. Yeah. Um, there's not a knot in it. Isn't HG and Roy, there's not a wow. knot in this and stuff. Four-inch board. Four-inch boards, yeah. Good. Are you up for finishing it off as well with some sort of... Uh, decking oil. Yeah, decking oil. Well, look, um, it would have been, I don't know, 28 years ago, there was a bloke, John Doyle, had a show mm. um, with Big Bob the Burley Builder. Yes. And his trick was you always oil the decking boards before you put them down. Yes. To preserve them for, for longevity, and that's what I've done. Oh, isn't that good? Right. Yeah, well, so you remembered this tip from, from all those years all those ago years from ago. Big Bob the Burly Builder. Well, yeah. Exactly. I've been putting books down and, and building stuff. Now, is that a, a trade secret that you would be passing on to young apprentices that you come up come across, Rhys? Mate, um, if you're using hardwood mm. and you can't get a, um, a, a gun nail through it, yep. just slip it through your hair. Just grease the nail up on your, oh, your hair. And your hair right, up. with brill cream. You're absolutely right. Oh, no, just, just the natural hair, hair oil. Oh, okay, will, will, that will do it, right. Will, will assist yeah. the nail's package, yeah. uh, passage, exactly. I should say. Yeah. yeah. And what now, I've got a question for you, fellas. Mm-hmm. I won a um, fat-ass wombat cat <sighs> 20 years ago, I suppose, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, can you remember the question? Uh, and, and it had to do with Graham Park. Not a hope. On. I mean, we would have asked. I mean, Eddie asks. I don't know fifty thousand questions a day. We we get up to a hundred thousand questions yeah. a day. And over the time, you know, there would be millions, literally millions of questions yeah. that we would ask the Australian sporting public. Yeah. And I've got yeah. to say this: all of them have been answered correctly. Yes. It, it, oddly enough. But and not too many about Graham Park either. Mm. So mm. that does narrow it down. There'd be a hundred fifty thousand, I think, bit. about yeah. Graham Park. Yeah. 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 Now, what team are you following, Reese? Oh, Parramatta, mate. Oh, uh, man, all, you're in the box seat life, this mate. year. Yeah. They've come yeah, good. Stay under the radar, please, fellas. Just yeah, don't we won't talk about it. No, 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 we'll talk it down, yes. We'll talk it down. I reckon the Raiders have got it in the bag this year. Don't know what you think, Reese, but... Uh, well, I think... I was, what a great um, display on Thursday night. It shocked me, mate. I wasn't expecting um, no. that sort of a turnout after losing their um, hooker. Yes. No. I tell you who wasn't expecting that either, and that's Easts. Yeah, well, yeah, Can we come? Yeah, to, there was a couple of incidents in that game, though. There was the um, the elbow to the head, followed by the all in stink, and yeah. then there was the incident with Brett Morris at the end. Mm. Uh, now, showboating, <clears throat> acting, showboating, yeah. acting. Mm. I see Sticky, the angry ant. Uh, you know, obviously, Carlos yeah. Smith and the game's greatest thinker has come yeah. out in the paper today and says is claiming that with the diving. Mm. You know, he's fingering Morris mm. here with the diving. Mm. It's turning the game into soccer. Do you think that's the case? Oh, I don't think there's any chance of, of that, mate. But no. it, it's become touch football, hasn't it? Now we've got rid of the scrum altogether. You now, touch football with big hits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, what do you dream of the scrum coming back? I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, were you always a fan of, of, of yeah. great hookers? Yeah. Someone yeah. who could well, win well, the uh, ball the against the feed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. didn't that lift the spirits of a team? Yes, exactly. And and, and then, you know, a scrummer-ups, you know. And, and a scrummer-ups, you know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. was the last time you ever saw that happen? 
Exactly. And can if you if you pass um, um, Andrew Moore in the corridor, mm-hmm. you just have him say, stop saying, and Parramatta's won the scrum. Oh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a contest, so how do they win a scrum? Yeah, no. he's well observed. Right. Well observed. Yeah. Now, Reese, let Roy set out the question and have a swing at it. We'll certainly pass that on. Now, Reese, uh, how long would it take to, uh, tradies such as yourself to bash out a town for the uh, Aussie Midsummer murders? Well, I reckon a tradie would do it in 20 minutes, yep. where a tradesman would take 15. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a cunning distinction there, Reese. Look, the official yeah. highlights of the Olympic torch relay, uh, simply titled Living the Dream, and the Legends of AFL Football Hall of Fame will get them in the mail to you as soon as they can. They'll be there about the time you finish the deck. In the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Terps, Metho, Bleach and Hand Sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Just picking up on the chat with Reese there, the um, obviously the uh, Sticky was not happy after the game and he, uh, well, said the, at one point the Josh Morris uh, deserved an Oscar for the Roosters in the match. The Veteran Centre called on all his experience to draw a penalty. This is the Nine newspaper again yep. uh, from referee Jared Sutton, the 64th minute on Thursday night's thrilling grand final rematch against Canberra, the SCG. Yep. Now, the Morris sprawled backwards, waving his arms in the air while contesting a crossfield kick with Raiders winger Jordan Rapana, mm. who uh, rightfully became incensed when Sutton penalised him for escorting Morris off the ball. Yep. Now, escorting Morris... Escorting. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, escorting's a, a, an official term now, HG. Right. You can be penalised for escorting, yeah. So the yeah, Raiders yeah, yeah. successfully challenged the call with the captain's mm-hmm. challenge and went on to win uh, 24-20, yeah. as we alluded to earlier. Yeah. Uh, captain coach, uh, Captain coach, <laughs> where have I gone to? Where there? Mm. Canberra coach, uh, Ricky Stewart, was still shaking his head in disbelief when contacted post Hooter. Yeah. People will think I'm whining again. Yeah. But only the weak worry about what others think. So true. Only the oh, weak only worry. Only the weak worry about what others will think. Mm. That's so I get no arguments at training when the players. You every... won't get an argument out of King Jong Un or true. in the old days Nicholas Ceausescu or <laughs> that's right or that those bloke ideas. Erdogan or whatever. Oh yeah, goes. yeah. Oh yeah. Or that bloke in Hungary whose name always oh, escapes yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. Now. I get into arguments at training with my players every week because they won't lie down and get a penalty. I'm going to make acting classes part of our training schedule from now on. Acting, acting classes. Right. I mean, well, act- isn't the timing good with the midsummer four, murders, with the four hundred million dollars and a lot of extras being required? A lot of those raiders would meld into the background very, very nicely. You know, what are these? What are In some one of, of these? your murder shots? You know, one of your one of the scenes. Yeah. You know, with you, people dying of thallium. <laughs> now, can I ask? Acting classes, where do you start? I know we haven't got much time left. but Well, you get someone from NIDA to go down. Trust exercises? Yeah, mirror exercises. Yeah. To begin Being an with. animal. Walking in a circle, uh, rolling on top of each other without punching or biting. You know, Fair just. Enough. God, there's a few to go, isn't yeah. there? And do you that, think. That's before you get to you know, wearing a mask or doing any of your Arlecchino work or any of that sort of stuff. Dumb show. Which is what you need for rugby league. You need big, true big, gestures, big movement, I big mean, gestures. Young yeah. Morris has mastered that. Oh, he's, he's a natural. Look, beautiful he's a natural. Picture. Very hard to teach that. It is. It is. Um, I mean, 
The difficulty here is is that I think he had a bit of a case mm. because I think that Rapana bumped him out of the road. Yeah, he did. From certain angles. Yeah, oh, from certain On, angles, yeah. yeah That's angles. right, and if you speed it up, yeah, it'll slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Changes it completely. I mean, Rapana should be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> but Stick is worried that our, our game is in danger of becoming so- soccer because yeah. of the acting. Yeah. He means the diving in soccer, not yeah. kicking the ball around. Oh, I know that, yeah. I know that, yeah. But I think people would like that. People would love a little bit more acting on the rugby league park, don't you think? I do too. Mm. I do too. I'd like to see some people come out in wigs. Yes, so would I. And uh, maybe, you know, a chorus down one side. Oh, you know. now you're talking. Uh, uh, just finally here, yes. uh, Alan Davidson, he debuted in 1953 right. in England. Right, so thanks for clearing that up. And that takes us away from bludging on the blind side for another week. And uh, join us next week when, once again, we bludge on bludging on the blind side. Bye now. It's a captain's call, thanks, ref. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.